that sound means it's time for History Matters. We are joined now in the studio by Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, to look back on this week in history. Good morning. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, had your, I had the wrong mic on. Oh. You know, a year from now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll change what I was going to say then. <laughs> say it with much more sonorous There tones. you go, yes. <laughs> well, we're always in history. And, you know, a year from now, we will look back and say, what were we doing when? And um, when there was a uh, blackout from the storm, it was really interesting not having power. It was uh, just a throwback to a different time and era. And it was like that... 28 hours was like a month and a half. Was it 28 hours for you? <laughs> is that how long? Hours, Jeez. Yeah. That's like 10,000 still without power now. It's is crazy. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, sympathies galore. Hope they're listening to this good radio station. And wherever you are. Just um, like a stack of batteries by their phone. <laughs> That's right. Quick, keep changing them. we got to yeah. listen to the station. All right. Well, this is a week when we think of August. I mean, there's people are starting to think about getting back to school. But it's also those last vestiges of summer and um, uh, that are going to keep going on for a while, including things like the Outer Banks. And uh, this week has some really noteworthy people that have done things to save the environment. And... Uh, probably one of the um, earliest uh, is, happens in 1939 when uh, the Cape Hatteras National Seashore became the nation's first national seashore. It's introduced as a bill uh, from a congressperson here in North Carolina, and that becomes law, and thank goodness, saves a lot of that coast. Um, also, now fast forward a bunch of years, and in uh, 1973... Uh, there is a jeweler, uh, uh, Carolista Fletcher Baum, and uh, she has, she's 33, she has some kids. Um, she's successful in the Outer Banks area. And then her kids come and say, hey, Mom, you know that big sand dune we like to play on? Well, there's like bulldozers, and they're like going to take it down. And she says, what? No, let me go check. And finds out that, yes, a real estate developer has decided, let's just destroy this big uh uh, sand dune, and we'll build houses there. So she argues uh, unconvincingly when the uh, operator leaves, she takes out the distributor <laughs> and then begins a, a, a ceaseless campaign to save this. And this was August uh, 15th, 1973, when she placed herself, you know, you're talking about removing mountains. She wanted this mountain of sand to remain, and uh, her efforts, including over three weeks, uh, going up to Raleigh every single day and pigeonholing every single legislature saying, legislator and saying this is important. And uh, in time, this becomes the Jockey Ridge uh, State Park, most visited state park in North Carolina. Yeah. Where I learned to hang glide. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They wow. do hang gliding lessons there now. Is it's that, really cool, oh, that, yeah. Yeah, because of the unique uh, circumstances, it, it allows that. Wow. So if you, and when I say I learned to hang glide, what I mean is that I put on a hang glide, <laughs> ran forward, got off the ground like a foot and a half. Like it was the Wright brothers' flight of hang gliding. Like you barely got off the ground, but it's okay. It counts. Well, it know, counts. I'm so glad you clarified that. Otherwise, you're thinking this is the hang gliding expert, and this is how you come to work here. Absolutely every not. Day. No. <laughs> what is that sound? <laughs> uh, well, so that's one person. Then another person that comes up uh, this week is on August sixteenth. Uh, 1966, Margaret Nygaard, Nygaard, Nygaard um, who was, uh, again, another one of these interesting people. She and her husband 
had uh, moved to the area. They were teachers. And then there had been uh, some pollution in a river, and that got their kind of antennas up. And then she heard about an interesting idea. Some would call it cockamamie idea, which was to dam the Eno River and make it the drinking water, a giant lake, and drinking water for the city of Durham, which, of course, would destroy all the wetlands and also uh, many homeowners. And so she and her husband and many other activists began to say, no, let's save the Eno. Their efforts were terrifically successful. They did save that. The Eno River is a wonderful place anyone can visit. But more than that, they also heard about what we now call West Point on the Eno, these collection of buildings. They helped save that as well. And one of those buildings uh, contained some interesting things that everybody had forgotten. These were glass uh, uh, portraits uh, that were produced by an early uh, 20th century photographer named Frank Mangum. Mm -hmm. And they're really extraordinary. They've saved the house. You can go there and see his photographs. And Duke University has also uh, archived many of them as well. But these are great people who just stepped up when the moment came and said, wait a minute, I don't think it has to be that way. I don't think we have to destroy that sand dune. I don't think we have to dam the river. Uh, let's find another way. And yeah. Maybe that's a good thing to, for us all to This remember. is also a good example, I think, of history being written by the victors because there are a whole yes. lot of other places not too far away where the river was dammed that's and the right. lake was created. That's and we're right. like real happy that the lake is like Jordan Lake. Yeah, we use Jordan Lake, all the University <laughs> Lake, Lake Gaston that's up right. in Virginia. Like we were just up in Lake Gaston. It's oh, super yeah. fun. And we would have that if they had dammed the Eno River. That's but what right. we don't have, what we wouldn't have is all of that land around the Eno. You know, and that's, that's what right. we don't have at Jordan Lake, and that's what we don't right. have at all of these other lakes that did get dammed. Right. But we're fine with that because we don't know what we lost. Oh, like yeah, we forgot not, what we lost. You're right, and, you, and you're, it's not a matter of either or. Right. Like we have to have uh, no development or just all development. Yeah. It's usually some balance that provokes attention that allows us to proceed in a way that honors our environment and yet also honors these other things that are larger concerns to say, what about the legacy we passed exactly. down? Exactly, yeah. Uh, which is also which undergirded, of, of course, all the national state park movements. Yep. But sometimes these things don't seem to make a lot of sense to some people. Like, well, so what? What's the big deal? But I think we all know, once we visit it, and here you are, a an established hang glider a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep exaggerating it. <laughs> With seconds of experience right, in with the air. Winning yeah. trophies on your mantle. And, they uh, do give a certificate to you after really? you're done. Yeah, like congratulations on completing like child's hang gliding 101.1. You know, here at University Place, I just don't see you producing those lessons, but maybe you will. I mean, you know, the, 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 the year is young. We still yeah. got time. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got uh, there's like a whole pile of sand over there now, <laughs> like where Southern Season used to be. Like it's not just pile oh, right. it all up. Plant the seed for people. Like, hey, we're gonna try <laughs> hang gliding now. <laughs> they haven't paved that yet. We got time. I just heard they do that now. That's the WCHL <laughs> is sponsoring that. <laughs> uh, here was no, Scott. No. <laughs> here was Scott Washington. History matters. Uh, two more. What do we got? Okay, uh, one is a birthday that comes up on, uh, well, two birthdays. Well, three birthdays. Okay, well, I might just run through them <laughs> because it's so interesting. Okay, Virginia Dare is born in 1587, the yes. first colonist. And whatever happens to her, we don't know because when her grandfather comes back with uh, supplies after the Spanish Armada has been defeated in 1590, 
there's nobody there. There's just that word Croton, and they haven't been able to find them, assuming that the population uh, intermarried with the Native Americans. In fact, I knew people on the Outer Banks who swore that that's exactly what their their legacy was. Yeah. So um, she's one. Um, also, uh, Orville Wright, uh, uh, born August 19th, 1871, and of course he and his brother Wilbur will be on the Outer Banks in mm -hmm. 1903 and have the first... Uh, flight. They were bicycle mechanics. So it just shows that sometimes it doesn't matter what your your background is, you can do things in a different way. And then I've got to mention these two here, because this is one of those trivia questions like, what does Napoleon Bonaparte and Julia Child have in common? Two people who have never <laughs> been in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's close. <laughs> and that is accurate as well. Um, August 15th uh, is when they both share birthdays. Napoleon Bonaparte 1769, Julia Child, 1912. The only thing is that, of course, Napoleon Bonaparte is French. He tries to conquer Europe. It's actually uh, Julia Child who uh, writes the art of French cooking, who does conquer America with uh, French cooking. So interesting things happening this week. Summer is still on. There are memories to be made, whether it's hang gliding or just hanging around. You never know. And go to these wonderful places that we have out here in nature and celebrate the people who helped make them they there for you and your kids, and maybe you can do the same for others. And that is how history matters. Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron.